Welcome to the Tech Inclusion Podcast, featuring voices of inclusive innovation, hosted by Juliet Roy. My guest is Christine Taboni, the business manager for the Computer Technologies Program, known as CTP in Berkeley. I interviewed her last year at the Ability and Tech Conference at the Ed Rober campus. Christine talked to us about the technology training CTP has provided for people with disability since 1974. She shares why technology training is not reliant on physical ability, but on mental ability and how everybody deserves a chance to have an equal opportunity for their career. She also discusses the housing challenges people are facing in the Bay Area, pointing out that it is an issue people with disability have faced for a very long time. CTP has made possible for many people with disability to live a normal life. I am the business manager of the Computer Technologies Program, and we are one of the partner organizations at the Ed Roberts campus, which is where we are right now, and we're sitting in one of CTP's classrooms, uh, which is nicely quiet. The staff attended the Diversity and Inclusion Conference last year in 2015 in December, and we really enjoyed it, and we got very excited, and at the same time, we were like, what about disability? You know, it's, the, it's something that affects every Everybody. can nobody can escape this and so it really is a, you know something that that needs addressing in terms of you know inclusion in the workplace so CTP was started in 1974 we were the job training arm of Center for Independent Living, which started in 1972. The idea came when an executive from IBM became disabled and figured out that he could retrain himself as a COBOL programmer. Uh, They did a little um, test run in Virginia, I think, in a hospital. And it was very successful. Everybody successfully learned to be COBOL programmers, but there were no support services in Virginia for them in 1974 to be able to live independently. And so, that basically we were looking, I think in 74 or 73, they were looking around and they're like, well, the independent living movement was happening in Berkeley and to truly be independent, you need to be financially independent, you need to have work. And so we, they started this COBOL programming training um, and they graduated the first class in 1975. So this was CIL's computer training project and it kept being successful. And there was about one class a year that was graduated. In fact, we're still in touch with one of the students from class one, (laughs) which is amazing. Um, And essentially, we realized we were the first coding academy. There was no other intensive nine-month job training program where you would be learning the equivalent of a four-year degree in computer science just all intensively in eight months, and then you would go off on a one-month work experience internship with a local Bay Area company, and a lot of times they got hired out of it. You know, so. So, how many people do you train a year? At this point, it's around uh, 200 core students, and it's you know been very interesting because we try to stay on top of the job trends, and we try really try to stay in touch with business, which is another thing this conference is about: is really bringing issues of disability and how to include people with disabilities in the tech worlds, different. Type, different, all different aspects of tech, um, but mostly for us, it's at this point we moved away from computer programming, and now we do computer technician training and um, administrative. 
for the graduates of the computer technician, they have a sort of on-site work experience where they can refurbish computers, and then those computers are purchased by the Department of Rehabilitation for the incoming students. So it keeps computers out of landfill, and you know, it's okay. like a little happy ecosystem because then they have a computer that they can study and do their homework with, and and people know. bring to you their old computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, e-waste stuff is definitely something that we've worked with and we're still sort of figuring out. At this point, we're not accepting any new e-waste. Um, but um, if it's a really functional, modern computer, sure, we can definitely work with it. How do you, so you say like you, so the population you're serving is population with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Both invisible and physical disabilities. So, you know, I had a conversation earlier with someone who's blind, mm-hmm. and also we're talking about uh, tech company are learning actually how to build more inclusive team. So, and I'm fairly new to that, so I'm just learning. So I'm also was trying to put, you know, myself in the position of a hiring manager, mm-hmm. always trying to figure out how to work with um, the population who've got, you know, different disabilities and how you, make, you get them to work together. Well, I mean, often, um, usually people coming into the company generally understand what their needs are. So just talking about their needs the way that you would talk with any new employee about their needs. And then there is definitely quite a lot of advances. Actually, there have been advances for many years of um, different accessible technologies that make things you know, easier. Um, we have uh, photos in the hall of somebody who was blind in the early 80s who was using a screen reader and he was just putting this, it looks like one of those old-fashioned um, things you would talk into, a really old-fashioned telephone on the wire with a little cup that you would <laughs> talk into, but he was putting it on the screen, you know, to read as optical screen recognizer, you know, character recognizer. Like I said, usually when somebody is at that point of employment where they're ready to step into the world and get a job, usually they're pretty aware of what their needs are. And so you just start an open conversation with them of like, what are your accessibility needs? It's very interesting. I feel like there's there's more and more work being done even on the internet of how to make things accessible through different websites and trying to keep things consistent. You know, how do you how do you do it as a web developer? You know, how do you deal with the contrast of different websites? You know, people get really excited with their graphics, but can you see the text? You know, that kind of thing is very it's very interesting. No, I find it like fascinating. You yeah. know, just kind of learning more and more about it. And so, what what do you think is kind of one of the you know, the big challenge that you have as an organization? Well, some of it has really been how do you do this work and it's intensive work you know at this point that both of the trainings are about well we've got two short-term trainings that are like evaluation trainings like a computer skills boot camp and then if for some people coming in they really just need like the basics so it's computer essentials class and then they move on from those for our core trainings one of it's the computer technician training and one of them is the microsoft office training and they're Both of those are three months long, and then they go out on an internship. So it's this really intensive work, and it's open enrollment. So the biggest challenge is how do you lift your head up from from that work and reach out to the business world? Because when you're, it's sort of like you're on the ground and you're just doing the work day to day, you know, and helping all these different people. And then how do you rise up and reach out and 
usher them into the world, you know? So I think that's a challenge. So you're kind of building partnership to... We're trying... This is another thing with this conference is for us is building those partnerships, you know? It's really taking the time to have that conversation. We have expertise on this side, but we need your expertise to make sure these people are getting the best education that they can and have the best chance to, you know, leave and go into an entry-level position. And a lot of times their first job... Another challenge is sometimes people come in and they think that they're going to go straight to like office manager position or something. And we're like, well, you may actually have to pay your dues. A lot of people don't realize like the steps that you have to take to get to that other position. So we're, we have ideas of starting something where we can have sort of like an on-site job shop where people could be paid a stipend or a minimum wage to get that like sort of on-site work experience. But for us, it's kind of staff and space. What is one of the most exciting positive change that you've noticed around this discussion of inclusion in tech? Well, I think because they, some of these companies have been so successful, you know, really built on the backs of other companies that came earlier, you know, and, and, and so many people are obviously using technology a lot more. It's like it's in, it's in our lives, it's going nowhere. It's just, just going to get more and more yeah. complicated and more and more futuristic. Now that that's happened, now I think people can kind of sit back and go, okay, what are we doing as a population? You know, how we've got all these different workers, but, you know, it's, I'm from this area, so I'm sure in a, in a way it must feel like a second gold rush. You know, everybody's like, whoa, you know, those jobs pay great. So they all show up. And, you know, I know there's a lot of initiatives locally that are really trying to get people to, um, locals, like learn to code and get those positions so that it's not you know, so everybody has a piece of, of this fold. And, and it's kind of interesting from my perspective, because I've worked here for many years and, you know, we taught coding, we taught COBOL programming. And, you know, I mean, there was that point when we changed because eh, nobody, <laughs> nobody's going to need this anymore. And it's like, oh, you know, that didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I think they're still using COBOL. So the exciting changes I feel like are just that things have advanced enough that now I feel like people are really starting to pay attention to, to the people that are populating those jobs. You know, like who's getting those jobs? You know, anybody can do those jobs. I mean, not anybody, but anybody can train. It's it's not reliant on on a physical ability. Mm-hmm. It's, an, it's reliant on your mental ability. You know, it really, it evens the playing field which I find really exciting because I feel like everybody should have a chance to have full opportunity for a career. And it makes a huge difference for people, you know, to have the ability to... I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think a lot of able-bodied people have now been facing the same struggles that a lot of people with disabilities faced for a long time, you know. That jobs are not easy to come by. There's a lot of competition. It's interesting, you know, and, and, and how do you afford a home and a family and everything in the Bay Area? You know, that's something that people with disabilities faced for a very long time. And we made that possible for many people, you know, to be able to get off social assistance and go out and have a career and get married and sell, sell, you know, people met here and, and be part of society. You know, it's a very fundamental thing for people of any ability, physical or, or whatever. So, so I, I, I think that's all very interesting to me sociologically. It's like... Yeah, what's also very interesting to me talking to different people today is like how much I've heard that the young generation is very interested in um, being more inclusive. Mm-hmm. It seemed that they kind of... 
they don't they're not carrying the biases perhaps of their the past generations with them they're kind of like yeah maybe, oh, maybe because now there is more access to information or more mm-hmm. open discussion or maybe the internet yeah you know like, it seemed that they yeah. that's kind of one thing they're looking as well in, mm-hmm. in in companies is like the companies to be more inclusive so you know i'm sure you're working with lots of young people so Yes, we are actually. And it's, it's, you know, we realized, you know, we, we serve like people of a wide, wide, we have seniors, we have everybody, every age. And we definitely have felt the frustration where, wow, if we had just got to people earlier, we could have, you know, instilled certain both technical skills and professionalism skills that they would have been maybe in a better place, you know, earlier and or not maybe had a big gap in their work history, which can really affect you in this day and age. We definitely have developed um, more of a youth class initiative of, we specifically have a um, professional retail and office pro training. It's focused on the type of skills that people can get just right out of high school, even if you need to, to have your first job so that you can start building your resume and thinking about what you want to do after that. And then we also have, like, we got very inspired by the Maker Faire last year. And in fact, we're going to go, one of the instructors and I are going to go next, this year to, to scout it out. And, you know, so our director went and, you know, talked to somebody. And he's an engineer. He's a, he's a mechanical engineer before he lost his sight. And so he um, he talked to somebody and... Uh, I knew he was going to leave there wanting to build his own 3D printer. And lo and behold, <laughs> you know, he left and he got the kit and he built his own 3D printer. And so, you know, that's our next excitement is is we want to get um, youth interested in technology and what it can do. You know, the 3D printing and there's all kinds of neat initiatives out there. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. I don't know if you just want to share uh, how people can find you. Okay, well, CTP has a website, which is ctpberk.org. So that's B-E-R-K, like the first four letters of Berkeley. So ctpberk.org. And that is our website. And we are also on Facebook. That's about the extent of us right now. Again, that's a little bit that problem of raising your head up and but do people, looking at the world. People, oh, yeah, things are going on out here. <laughs> Underground again, <laughs> helping everybody. So people find out about you through uh, word of mouth? You know, all of our our clients come to us from the California Department of Rehabilitation. We have also served vets through the VA, and sometimes those VA uh, vets come through the Department of Rehabilitation, um, so both. And um, everybody's welcome to come and take a tour at the Ed Roberts campus. The Ed Roberts campus is built up on top of Ashby Bart, and it's a beautiful campus. It is a Um, really beautiful campus. Yeah, 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 it's a great space. Um, And, yeah, that's basically it. Thank you. If you like what you heard, please visit changecatalyst.co slash podcast to learn from more leaders and entrepreneurs making a difference in building a more inclusive world. Thank you for listening. <laughs>